praise Yahweh. He is so awesome. He is so amazing. Shabbat Shalom. I just am so excited just to think about God's love for us, how He allows us to be forgiven in the Messiah, in Yeshua, and to be reconciled to Him through His Son. Recently, one of my friends uh, cast doubt upon Yeshua's death and lordship and um, it was because he was listening to some dude on a podcast that when I probed more about this guy's beliefs, it sounded to me like the guy just went rogue and came up with his own theories. I'm like, so if you're going to hear this guy out, why don't we consider, you know, the major religions of the world, the, you know, the uh, theories of many people, uh, not to say that the masses are always right, but you know, it's better than just going by what one man says. So let's, let's look at um, the religions and see which one really rings true in your heart. Um, and of course, there's so much more to this conversation as far as uh, historical facts and archaeological evidences and things that validate truth of, um, uh, of the religion that is true. Um, but so, you know, that's how the conversation kind of went. And as we talked about the different religions, you know, Buddhism, of course, Buddha was a man of discipline, but he didn't claim to, you know, uh, resurrect or that he, he didn't claim that he would resurrect from the, from the grave, I don't believe. And I don't claim to be a scholar on these different religions, but uh, even my friend wasn't giving much credence or thought to these especially Hinduism, where they just, you know, worship all kinds of different gods and goddesses. And Catholicism, you know, it's no secret that it's commingled pagan ideas like Easter and different things to Christianity. But the one religion that I think did ring true in his heart, he certainly didn't deny, and certainly masses of people all over the world do not deny Judaism because many, many, many people believe that Moses did receive the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai and that God did deliver his people out of Egypt with an outstretched arm and a mighty strong hand. God did part the Red Sea, made a way where there was no way, and brought his people into the wilderness to worship him, eventually bringing them to the promised land. God established himself through Judaism or through the children of Israel, should I say, as the one true God of heaven and earth. He revealed himself to the nations at the time because they knew not to mess with him. He was more mightier and stronger than the God of the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Jebusites. The God of Israel was the one true God. The nations shook and feared when the Ark of the Covenant was with Israel as they carried into the camp. The nations knew that he was the mate and is the creator of heaven and earth. Praise God. But even, you know, Judaism was pointing to a Messiah. It didn't stop there. That was God establishing his name, his glory, his fame among the nations. But it didn't stop there. The, everything was pointing to the Messiah to come. And the Jews to this day are waiting for the Messiah to come. And, you know, many people all over the world 
give credence to Judaism, but the reason they don't practice it is because they believe that they would need to be physical, you know, a physical descent of Abraham. Because God promised Abraham that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars of heaven and the sand of the sea. So Judaism is validated in the eyes and hearts and minds of many. And it relates again to facts and historical evidences and things that just go on and on of how truth is just portrayed throughout the, the pages of the Torah and the Tanakh, the, the, the uh, Nevi'im, which is the prophets, and the Ketuvim, the writings. So the Tanakh, which is uh, the, the book of the Jews, uh, which essentially is the same book of the Old Testament. It's just structured a little bit differently. But Christians have all the Jewish books in our Old Testament. I believe that Instead of like first and second Samuel, they have, you know, just one book. So it's laid out a little bit differently. But, you know, again, to be a Jew is to believe that a Messiah is to come. And the good news and what validates uh, Christianity all the more, which uh, is one of the major religions of the world, if you want to call it religion, I call it relationship, praise God. But for the sake of this conversation, I called it religion. And the Messiah has come. And he not only did he come, but he came in fulfillment of the Tanakh. He came in fulfillment of the Messiah. So the God that revealed himself as the true God to the nations, praise God, has revealed himself to be the same God that sent his son, the Messiah, to save the world, praise God, whosoever will believe. Now, of course, he came first for the lost sheep of Israel. And he came as the Messiah born in Bethlehem and as in fulfillment of the scriptures. He came into his own, but his own received him not. He came into the world, but the world loved darkness rather than light. He came in fulfillment of the scriptures, but the world wanted to continue in sin. And so we rejected the light. We despised the light. We didn't want the light. We wanted to continue to grope in darkness instead of have the light of noonday. But God took what the enemy meant for evil and God turned it for good because there's two schools of thought in Judaism. And one is the Messiah will come as a Messiah, Ben Yosef, which is a suffering servant. So just like Joseph was despised and rejected of his brethren, he was thrown into a pit, he was sold into slavery. So God allowed Yeshua, the Messiah, to be rejected by his brethren, to be rejected by many but God still had a plan because God requires blood for the remission of sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And God said in the book of Leviticus in the Torah that I have given you the, that the life is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. God has always required blood for an atonement. And so being that Yeshua was rejected and he was despised, God allowed it to fulfill the Messiah, Ben Yosef, Messiah, son of Joseph, for the Messiah to come as a suffering servant because that was, the, that was uh, God's plan for his first uh, coming. 
because God wanted his people to have that atonement, the remission of our sins so that he could fellowship with us because God is so holy. He turns his face from sin. God doesn't inhabit sin. God inhabits the praises of his people. God turns his face from sin. God is holy. And he says that his people have to be holy. And God's made a way for us, not just Jews, but Jews and Gentiles alike to be holy. And that's through the blood that was shed on the cruel cross at Calvary. Yeshua paid the price for our sins. Yeshua spilt his blood. Yeshua laid down his life. Yeshua gave himself. No greater for his sins. God had a plan to show his love for mankind. From the beginning, God desired all the nations to be saved. But God chose the people of Israel because he wanted to reveal his holiness and his power and his glory. And he established a lineage to bring the Messiah through. And the Messiah showed up on the scene. And the reason many Jews didn't receive him at the time is that they weren't looking for the Messiah ben Yosef. They were looking for a second school of thought, which was a Messiah ben David, which was the Messiah, the son of David, a king. They wanted a king to deliver them from Roman rule and oppression that they were going through. The good news, praise God, that we can also share with the Jews is that Yeshua fulfills Messiah ben David as well. And that's his second coming, which is now because he's coming in power. He's coming in glory. He's coming in honor and majesty and we believers in the Messiah have the honor to usher him in, usher his dominion, his government, his kingdom in the earth as we pray thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. God wants to fill the earth with his glory and God wants to dwell in his people. And it's no longer a temple made with man's hands that God is looking for, but he's looking for living temples. He's made a way for us to be filled with his spirit because Yeshua was obedient unto death and he laid down his life and he took the price that we deserve for our sin. He died for us. He took our punishment upon himself because he did that. God has exalted him and given him a name that is above every name that at the name of Yeshua, Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And then God is exalting his son, Jesus, and whoever believes upon him, calls upon him, repents of their sins and professes with their mouth that Jesus died on the cross and that he rose victoriously from the dead. They can be saved. We can be saved. We can be filled with God's Holy Spirit because when Jesus left the earth, before he left the earth, he said, I do not leave you alone. He told his disciples, he told us through his word, he said, though I go away, the Father will send the comforter. He will send the Holy Ghost to whoever believes. Hallelujah. If we believe, if we believe in our heart, if we repent of our sins, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. God fills us with the Holy Ghost and power and God makes us living temples because his spirit resides in us, his power. This is the fulfillment of his plan forever. 
There is no need for another prophet or messenger like the Mormons or the Muslims claim. No, it all pointed to Christ from day one. From the tabernacle in the wilderness, everything pointed to Christ. He's, we don't need a laver. He is the water that washes us. We don't need the blood of a goat or a bullock. We need the blood of the lamb of Yeshua Hamashuk. He's a lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He's a lamb of God that was sacrificed before the foundation of the earth. He's a lamb that's without spot or blemish. He's our Passover lamb that when we put his blood, not upon the physical doors of our houses, but upon the doorposts of our hearts by faith, believing in him, we are delivered. The destroyer, the death angel has to pass over because God spares us from his judgment. God brings us out. He brings us through the baptism of the water. He brings us into that good land of milk and honey, even eternal life through Yeshua. Because why? 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 Why do we have such victory in Yeshua? Because he defeated death, hell, and the grave. He did what no other religion or man could do. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. He has descended into the depths and took back the keys of death. He rose victoriously from the grave, defeating death, hell, and the grave. He rose, spoiling principalities and powers. He triumphed over them victoriously. He made an open show, an open spectacle of Satan. He defeated him. He confounded him. He is a defeated foe. We have victory over the enemy. And when we are filled by faith with God's presence, that's the guaranteed promise of eternal salvation as we walk in the spirit, as we fellowship with God, as we know our God, we live for our God. It's no longer us that live, but it's Christ living in us. This life that we live in the flesh, we live by faith in the son of God. He loved us. He gave himself for us. Praise God. We have victory in Christ. Death, where is thy sting? Death, where is thy victory? Jesus has conquered it. God has exalted his son. He is the Jewish Messiah. But the Bible tells us that the Jew is not just one outward, but the circumcision is of the spirit and the heart. And God adopts us through his son into his covenant. It's a covenant relationship where his blood was shed, his body was broken. We dine and sup with him. Oh, through his son, we can know God. It's not a religion. We don't have to we don't have to try to grasp for a religion. It's a relationship with God. And that's what God wanted from the beginning because he wants us to be one with him. And Yeshua prayed it. He said that he prayed that the, we would be one just as him and the father are one. God wants us to be one with him. God wants us to glorify, to magnify, to extol him so he can advance his kingdom in the earth. The scripture tells us that all creation is longing and groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God in the earth. God's bringing his kingdom down. And the more we worship him and praise him and glorify him and magnify him, the more his kingdom will manifest on the earth. Praise God. Praise God for truth that sets us free. We don't have to believe 
the lies of the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We know our God is real. His power is real. His anointing is real. He's healing people. He's delivering people. He's redeeming people. He, his presence is in the earth. His power is here. He didn't just die. He rose from the grave. Praise God. And we don't need another messenger because it's all in Christ and through Christ and for Christ. And anybody that came after Christ is bringing another message. And we don't need that because it's all through Christ. There is a prophetic anointing and there still are offices and callings today. But it's all through Christ because Christ Jesus, Yeshua, he is the prophet. He is the priest. He is the king. And when we are in him, we have the spirit of prophecy. Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. It tells us in the book of Revelation. And he is the high priest. And he has called us to be priests and kings and to our God and of his Christ. And he's called us to be kings on the earth, to rule and reign with him. If we suffer with him, we'll also reign with him. And so it's all through Christ. So if anyone ever tries to tell you that Yeshua is not the Lord, they need and they will bow because every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We don't need other religions that came after Christianity because if they came with a, independent of Christ, then they came with another message. And that's not the true message of salvation. Salvation is in Christ because it's the power of God into, into salvation to everyone who believes. For the Jew first and for the Gentile. And God says now... To the new and everlasting covenant. We haven't come to Mount Sinai with a tempest and a burning. But we've come to Mount Zion. Where there's an innumerable host and company of angels. Where the spirits of just men are made perfect. Where the glory of God is manifesting. Manifesting. Come let us go up to Zion. Let us go up and praise him. God loves The gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you, O come, O city of God. God is here. God is, if if you have not received Yeshua as your Lord and Savior, just lift up your hands, close your eyes, and just say, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that you sent your son Yeshua in fulfillment of the scriptures, scriptures, that he died on the cross, that he rose again from the grave, that he reigns for 